Hey, what's good, people? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. That's my dude, Rob McLean. This is episode 75, Mr. Keeper McLean McLean. Isn't that cool? Yes, sir. Rhetorical question. You know, the episode starts <laughs> right now. Ah, that smile on that man's face probably says he's got his significant other in a room and who can blame him? Ladies and gentlemen, that is Rob. Say it with me, people. Keep it. McLean, McLean. I am Jason DeBiss. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. This is episode 75. What's good, man? What's happening? What's happening? I'm still nice with my cook game. <laughs> Look, man, it's a hood thing. <laughs> From Brooklyn. <laughs> that's why I'm loved in Brooklyn. <laughs> Hi, Lang and Lynn. I don't even know. I mean, that's what's up, man. That's that's that that's that G unit stuff, I guess. Um, hey, a lot to talk about. We got um big UFC coming up this week. We want to probably talk about a main, uh, top heavy main event um house show last week with Costa and Vittori. Um. To shame or not shame is going to where we direct our energies to the Chicago Bears and you guys will have to wait on that one. But first things first, we go to the NBA. I mean, on a side note, wasn't that a great Knicks game last week? Uh, yes, sir. How about my, see how my ADD is? See how like my attention span just, just veered away from subject? Yo, great win against the Celtics. And of course they, they threw up a donkey, a donkey nerd over the weekend. But, but what, all right, let's go to, let's go to the Brooklyn Nets. The, um. They won last night. They lost the night before, but that's not what everybody's talking about. They're talking about Kyrie Irving. Brooklyn Nets superstar Kyrie Irving still refuses to get to be vaccinated. With the NBA having a mandate that all players must be vaccinated, Irving has been benched by the league until he complies. With Irving doubling down on his stance, the question, Rob McLean, is this a problem for, the, for his team or is this setting an example? So it's both, you know, um, and unfortunately, you know, when you're in a business situation, the business owner makes decisions like this, you have to kind of fall in line or find a new job. And unfortunately, at a professional basketball level, the, a new job is, you know, pro in Europe or pro in uh, Australia that doesn't pay the amount of money that that is getting paid in the NBA. So yeah. when it comes down to it, you know, you can try to set example if you want, but I mean, let's look at his team. His team is not performing very well. Um, they even, even last year when Kyrie was playing, wasn't playing, uh, you know, James Harden wasn't playing at a certain time. They only had two of the big three. Mm -hmm. They were a beatable team. You know, they were an average team. So it's, it's not even the fact that, you know, he is one of the better players in the league. You know, he has one of the biggest contracts in the league. But the problem is that they created a team that's based on the three him first, him and Kevin Durant before Harden, but yeah. around he being there and being a stalwart to that team. So you can call it setting an example all you want, but they brought him there to play basketball and he should play basketball. Now, when you're talking about setting an example, doing a personal decision, that's fine, but that personal decision is now affecting the team that you signed a contract to play with. So Honestly, it's, I think it should just be one or two things. Like they should just let him go, 
let him sign somewhere else. <laughs> that ain't going to happen, and but go ahead. Of course it's you not. Know. Of course it's not. Right. <laughs> but that's, I, there's no, they're not going to change anytime soon. I mean, yeah. they're not going to give him an exemption to, to have a vaccine. It's just going to play out more and more. And all that pressure is going to go to his teammates. Right. So as much as he could be trying to set an example, which he does try to do with a lot of things, he's still creating a problem for his teammates and his team and that organization. So you can call it what it is, but the facts are there in front of you. Like he's there to win basketball games. They're not winning. You know, they're 50, 50, you know, they're there, they're, they're here, they're there. But most part of it is, you know, he's just not on the floor. So that's what we're here talking about. You know, once if you want again, to talk about personal right, once decisions, again, right? Yeah. Get out of the, get out of the, the, the privately owned basketball teams that you work for, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. That's the way this world works right now. All right, Rob. Keep it. McLean. McLean. We both know, we've had conversations off off camera that this man uh, marches to the beat of his own drum. All right? This is the guy who was, who was talking about the earth being flat, like on a serious level. We all thought he was kidding, you know? And it almost makes anyone that's ever been a Duke fan uh, think, think they're lucky stars that he might not actually have a degree from there. He only played He's right? not so. a Duke. He's played <laughs> seven games there, and he is no Duke. Thank you. <laughs> no, sir. And Duke, Duke is like... Uh, we're good. We're supposed to produce smart kids. This dude, this guy's like flat everything. So, if you've seen the way he navigates um, inside the sport, he definitely has his own he, his own way of doing things. And because coaches, GMs, owners have let him do do his own thing, he has produced. It's one of those things like, hey, I'm a professional. I'd expect to be treated like an adult. And then, and thus far, all the way up to this point, he's always had his way. And for the most part, he's always um, come through on his end, right? Like if you let someone have your way, you want to see some food on your plate, right? You want to see some production because you're not going to let nobody do whatever they want. And then and they ain't doing nothing right it's like uh it's weird it's like having a new mac right the, the new mac is like is like a girlfriend who you can't have fun with <laughs> right <laughs> it's like i like to sing karaoke nah uh but all right so let's talk about Kyrie, the person Kyrie makes decisions um a lot of people think that are selfish but I think that he's thinking of the bigger scope of things. I think that he acknowledges there's a general mistrust with this whole vaccine thing. And now that I said the word vaccine, every everywhere we tag this video on YouTube or here, here, they're 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 gonna they're gonna they're gonna label this a vaccine episode when it's a sports episode. You dorks, you fucking idiots. Um, but now that I said it, there has been a decades-long mistrust between the African-American community and the government, right? So if the government tells you this vaccine is perfectly safe and you have a, and there's a general mistrust in how the government has treated you the last few years, um, of course, you're not just going to jump on it and say the vaccine's safe, right? So Kyrie, in his heart of hearts, knows that um, there's a huge population of people that are not completely one way or the other, right? And in our and in this in our society, Rob, you have a group of people that say there's no side effects, there's only six, and it's perfectly safe. And on the other side, you think you you see a group of people saying, "Oh, if they inject that, they're going to inject a chip in me, so aliens can follow me." All right, somewhere somewhere in the middle of all that is is a population of people that are doing some research on DNA and RNA, and some and there's a large population of people that are, that are like the last two years. I I'm hearing eight different stories about this about this coronavirus, right? 
you have the leading medical guy saying you shouldn't wear a mask. Two months later, he's saying you should wear a mask. And then uh, a few months later, Operation Warp Speed, let's get the vaccine. And then they say, well, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear the mask. And then after you get the vaccine, they say, you don't have, only have to wear the mask. You should wear two masks. You should wear three masks. All right. And then after that, now you have to have a booster. And now there's a Delta and now there's a variant. And, and everybody's just scared to shit. So I, uh, I think his way, him doing what he's doing is, is, hitting, is hitting a huge, huge pause button where, uh, where he's hoping that people can just have dialogue. Because right now there's, there's labels, there's anti-vax people, which is bullshit. There are people that don't have the vaccine who knows that polio is a real thing, that knows that the mumps and the measles are a real thing, and they've been vaccinated and, and they vaccinate their kids. This is, this is different. This is different. And Kyrie, back to sports, this is Kyrie's way of saying this is different. And I'm not, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Now, with that being said, it's the NBA. No work, no check, right? Um, he has the luxury of doing that because he's part of the, um, not minuscule percentage of people, uh, players that can sit out years. And, and he's got generational wealth like LeBron James, and he does not care. Uh, the, the majority of the NBA, more than 50%, is more money, more problems. So they got big bills. So if they're missing games, they're missing money, which is why you saw Andrew Wiggins be like, I got to get the shot because I'm, I'm working on generational wealth for my, my family. So is it a problem? I think I co-signed, uh, I mean, I, I went along on a long spiel only to come back at the end and say, I agree with you uh, um, in a, on a debate show. Um, it is a problem, but, he, but he's also, he's, I, don't, I don't know if the word setting an example is the right way to say it, Rob, uh, but I think he's doing this to inspire dialogue. And he feels like if he doesn't do this, everybody's gonna, just going to go one way and anyone that doesn't is going to get shamed for it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the hardest thing mm -hmm. when you talk about having true honest conversations about this and mm -hmm. I, you know i don't want to go too far in this because it's getting away yeah. from sports that's because that's a whole other episode right <laughs> we could do that on the option podcast sorry go ahead speaking speaking semantics you know when 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 you're having a, a true dialogue and then you bring up some abstract side theory that has to now be proven or disproven or but this is what i heard this is you know mm -hmm. you know uh ear to ear it's matter of fact yeah. and it's just it's very hard, you know, to, to have concrete forward decisions, uh, forward hmm. thinking decisions because uh, conversations, because it's very, very hard to just get through a conversation with somebody yeah. or to oblige and say, OK, well, that's how you feel. Let's go through that situation together, you know, but again, like men and women, like human beings. Yes, because, <laughs> again, like, again, we're getting away from sports, but us human beings kind of have to, you know, get yeah. together and do something of purpose. You know, that's why I love sports and all, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's for entertainment, you but know, I, so. But keeping it about sports, how about this? How about um, you sh people stop putting other people in this false dichotomy? You trust the professionals or, or you're just an idiot, right? Like think of, uh, how about Alex Smith? This is off topic, but it's back on. He had this gruesome injury where the first doctors he saw are saying that it's so gruesome and it's so infected, they got to give his leg the chop. All right. Those are medical professionals. Those are the people that do this for a living. Those are the ones that are saying, hey, take my word for it based on the science. Right. He, he gets a second opinion. They save his leg. If he followed the same, the, the first people, what happens? He's walking around in a wheelchair. Or he got a fake leg on, you know, and this and that. Right. So, so. 
I, I, I just want, like you said, I just want people to have an open mind and not, not, not on the science. We all trust the science, which we're, we're talking about the scientists and we're talking about the science collected where um, the layman to the media, the, the intermediate all the way to the professional should, should all get together and, and stop, stop being, stop being so haughty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is what, how Kyrie Irving comes off a little bit. He comes off haughty on this, but I guess my argument is compared to who, <laughs> right? How do you compare to who, right? Who's, who's the hum, who's the humble one in this, in this equation? We can't find one. You can, can you find one? No, I, I, right. So, yeah. So, Dumb question, and we're getting through that. We, we, man, we're trying to cut under an hour, and I, I already think I went too far. All right, so I, ladies and gentlemen, this dude has a lot to say about everything, and I'd love to have him. I'm trying to honey dick him into coming on my podcast because <laughs> he was my very first episode, and I know you came back on episode like in, in the teens, and that was that was a, that was a fun conversation. Um, so that's so that's the NBA. We're gonna revisit the nba amongst a, a slew of other sports um but but this subject matter we consider close until until further notice um let's go to uh topic two we got the nfl um we got the nfl pick six there were a lot of fun games we could talk about during the pick six all right i mean for me no buffalo bills to uh, to watch no no dallas cowboys to hate it was kind of a boring weekend even though the your g-men killed it didn't they it didn't, it. didn't you have a vision of what they could look like if, but if they did everything right, which is, which is five pressure. sacks, nine tackles for a loss. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> yes, how about that? I'll take that. And I'll Daniel Jones, that. use your legs. Don't turn over the ball. That's that's Giants yeah. football. Yeah, you know, and take I think it all day. I think they can go a long way with that. I just don't. I mean. We need some injuries, consistency. Man. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, like every chance he gets, they they haven't had a decent had wide no wide out left one. Tackle. Oh, which we is had no left tackle. Yeah, we had no running back. We had no right out one. We had no wide out three or mm. number two. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the fact yeah. that we even came out and scored twenty five points is very impressive. Yeah, left tackle is um, important, dude. <laughs> left tackle is a real a real freaking thing, my man. Um, mm -hmm. My voice is deep because I sang karaoke last night and. You know, I tried to sing some Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Late now when you need my love. I tried to hit that low note love. Um, so, <laughs> pick six. He's like, Jay, pick six. It's been a rough morning for us, right? Come on, we're, but no we're here, dude. We're here. Yeah, we're in. You got to go, you got to go. Uh, pick six. Let's go Packers at the cards. Uh, Rob, oh, man. who do you got? Tough pick. Uh, given Devontae well, just from all the information that I heard, yeah, you know, Packers uh, defensive coordinators got COVID, and you have uh, Devontae Adams out, so I'll probably go with the Cardinals on this one. I think I was going to go to the Cardinals, but to tell you the truth, I don't even think it matters if Devontae Adams is there. Devontae Adams and missing a wide receiver has never been the, the Packers' problem. Aaron Rodgers can throw to you or me off the bench. We can He can call someone that he just did the Lambo leap and, 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 and hit some bullets. Though, Devontae does make him look good on some of those those errant and poor throws, all right? They're I'm just they're, saying, he wasn't complaining about getting uh, anything else but a wide receiver his whole yeah. career. So. Well... <laughs> Their defense, work, but their but. defense is going to be the issue. They don't have an answer for Kyler Murray, and and I pick Kyler Murray uh, um, just as just as much I would pick as I would pick Aaron Rodgers in the shootout. They um, the problem, yeah. The problem is though is that Kyler Murray has been mm -hmm. getting sacked a little bit too much this season. Yeah. So that offensive line's got to pick it up just a tad. Yeah. How do you um, we'll think? Th Gary. How do you think they've been protecting Aaron? I thought he's got he's gotten decent really protection, well. right? Yeah. Really well. Yeah. Really well. It's and funny he, this year. There's been like either. Mm -hmm trash lines mm -hmm. or really really strong offensive lines so 
it's good to see. I, I really enjoy watching good offensive and defensive yeah. line play. Love hey, love, actually watch football, dude. Love tackles a real thing, man. Having a good mm-hmm. left tackle that is a, that's a real thing in the NFL, right? We we all yeah. saw the blind side. We all know the importance of that position. So, um, uh, we both picked the cards on that one. Um, yeah. especially with Devontae Adams. I just, I'm just upset because if the Cardinals win or should I say when they win, I don't want to hear that excuse bullshit. You know, oh, if we had Devontae, we would have won. I just, it always leaves those, I hate the, the, how those injuries always leave a question on, on a matchup we were all licking our chops for. This is Thursday night game, man. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, let's go pick six, game two. This is Steelers at Browns. I'll go first on this one. Baker Mayfield's a little bit banged up. They don't have Chubb. They are um, overtrained, they are hurting and still good enough to whoop Pittsburgh's ass. I picked the Browns. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. I think that they're a team that could really just lean on their defense. And if Ben just doesn't turn over the ball, you know, it should be all right. But I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one, trusting their defense. Nice. Let's go game three. Uh, this one, you go first. We have the Eagles who find their way into our pick six every week. They face Legit. the, I would, I was going to call them the hapless lions, but no. Hey, I, lions look good last, last week. They're the be best. Oh, and seven team I've ever seen. Ever seen. How many, how many of these games they lost by a field goal at the very end? Like we can pick three, three of those seven games, right? At least. Yeah. Yeah, what do you, you go first? Who do you got? Is is this? Um, Does someone's O have to go this week? Come on, my man. I really like the Eagles. I really think what they're doing there is solid. Um, mm. So I'm probably gonna pick them this week. Uh, I yeah, I just I wish the best for Detroit, but I just don't see. I think that was the best we're gonna see of golf all season, and uh, it's gonna be downhill from here. So. Well, I'm sad as the the Lions continue to lose that that Campbell's the one that has to fall on this sword, and I think that's a shame. Yeah. You know, they didn't give him a lot of tools in the toolbox, and he's taken everything he's gotten to compete and and to the, play to the maximum of their potential. And that's not enough for the fans and for the media. You know what? Tough shit. You know, but this week I think it's enough. I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I think they they sure. they keep hitting their head against the wall until that wall cracks. Um, let's go game four. We have the Patriots, New England Patriots, who looked really good against the Jets last week. Uh, who doesn't? And sure. they are visiting the Chargers. I'll go f- I'll go first on this one. Um, I love Justin Herbert, and it's gotten me to, to pay attention to the Chargers more, where I stopped calling them the San Diego Chargers. They're now the L.A. Chargers, and that they're showing people they're not, there's, not, there's more than one team in L.A. And, this, and as far as quarterbacks go, I put, them, I put them against Stafford any day of the week and twice on Sunday. This one, I'm going to go with the Patriots, though. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the, the Chargers team. Pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, wide receivers missing balls. Uh, Justin Herbert just not in flow, not in rhythm. Um, and, you know, there's this, there is a thing called the sophomore slump, you know, and I'm not trying to say that Herbert's not not that guy or, or a bust. Right. But I think he needs a little bit more, like the things that they started to see in the draft are starting to come out a little bit more. He's a little bit more introverted. He's not trying to get people involved. He's just trying to do his job, which as a quarterback, it's not the greatest route to take. you got to just – you got to rile people up. You got to get in their face and hold them accountable. And, you know, he's just not that guy, which is okay. But yeah. that coaching staff's got to step up. You got a young coach there now. I don't know. I just feel like the wheels are kind of falling off a little bit for the Chargers. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to probably just have to go against the Chargers this week. So, you got the Patriots too? 
Yeah, you know, I like it's, that defense, you know, it's too man. bad. It's too bad they lost that Cowboys game. Sometimes you have some of these right. early games, and it defines how the rest of your season's gonna go. Like they were an illegal procedure penalty and um, a forward progress stop, which I thought was a bullshit call um, from actually winning that game. I mean, or p- possibly winning that game. They were there, right. and and in a red zone, I thought I think they do exceptionally well, or just as well as anybody else. So, um, but Bill Belichick right now knows he has to put his coaching hat back on. He he knows the the walls are swelling like is this guy uh, still the man and he's like i'll show you and he he's really let me tell you something even that tampa bay game that was like you know i mean in many ways that felt like a win to everyone except belichick who's only about you know from that bill parcel school you you are yeah he's from that bill parcel school you are what your record says you are so um and i'm and i'm that guy too so i mean that's why i don't have a lot of friends um (laughs) let's uh go yeah you got i mean too i'm too honest with people let's go game five this is the tampa Bay Bucks visiting the Saints. This one, you go first. New Orleans Saints. How did Winston last night? Bucks. Bucks. And the story on that one. Yeah. Tom Brady. Bucks. Even if they had Drew Brees, I picked the Bucks. Drew Brees. To James Winston's not Drew Brees. Goodbye. I go Bucks. Game six. This one, I go first. You have our Dallas Cowboys visiting the the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the Cowboys, just like I talked about the Chargers having wins and losses that kind of define the rest or their momentum going to the whatever, the Cowboys have been the recipient of that momentum. And um, I'm actually happy to report that they used it. You know, I mean, I, I, again, I don't dislike this team as much as I dislike them. They're, they're a nause, annoying, nauseating fan base, all right? What's not to like about Dak Prescott? What's not to like about, about C.D. Lamb? What's not to like about um, Diggs? Um, uh, who's 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 my defensive player of the year on all levels, uh, front and the linebacker or whatever. As total in a total body of work, that's so far that's my defensive player of the year. That captain obvious. So, um, yeah, man, I don't think a cousins is gonna is gonna do this. I don't think an uncle Drew's gonna do this. I don't think and my intelligent grandfather's gonna do this. And I don't think my senile grandma who thinks streetlights are aliens and starts shooting at them is gonna beat the Cowboys. No one's gonna beat the Cowboys. Certainly not the Vikings. I got the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree to that. I mean. I just think it's, uh, you know, Vikings defense might shut down Dak and them just a little bit. You know, it's getting cold. They go on to Minnesota. could be different. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't see the Vikings offense doing anything really on the on the Dallas defense. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is their most, most important player on there. Uh, and you got a guy that's going to be able to shut down the slot most of the times. You just throw a guy over the top of Jefferson and, you know, just keep him underneath and give him 87 yards for the day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I really think that that's just, that's just their play and the Dallas is going to bend, not break, and just put up a ton of points, maybe 28, 30, 35, something like that. And yeah, uh, call it a game. Well, the, the the I think the secret of the success is what what the fans uh, and and the Cowboys critics have always been saying the entire time. You gotta you gotta give Zeke twenty five whatever twenty five uh, carries. I mean, you don't just give him ten and then abandon it because he doesn't get yards in the beginning. I think that guy's set up for the long game, Rob. I think the most ignored thing is that this man's uh, all these almost all of these wins. Um, flying under the radar, quietly rushing for 100 yards plus has been Zeke, Ezekiel, Ohio State's favorite son, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Pollard's been doing great over the yeah. change of pace. You know, I just think it's that he's getting, and this is rightful, mm-hmm. you know, every, people can say this, the amount of money he got paid does yeah. not make him a two-down back. You know, it doesn't yeah. make him, you have to be a three-down back if you're going to be yep. a, a top-paid player in the league. 
So I think that's more where he's way overvalued. It's not that his skill doesn't match up. It's that he wasn't doing it when they needed it. He's yeah. doing it when they're doing well, right? So what happens when she hits the fan? That's yeah. the problem for me, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, we need to lean on Dak today to get us 140 yards as opposed to, uh, I'm sorry, Zeke, to, to get us 140 yards as opposed to, oh, you know, Dak's killing it. Yeah. Let's change the pace up by giving Zeke the ball, you know, right. 25 times a game. That's yeah. a big difference, you know? So Huge. that's where I'm saying, you know, the, the, the critics are, totally within their bounds to say that he's not worth the money he's gotten but you know you can't deny the skill and you know Pollard's right there with him though and that yeah, that, that just makes you look at hey you know maybe he could put up 200 in the game but also look at that offensive line you know Some look Super at the Bowl, pressure they're the Super Bowl champions are built like that right do you remember right? the Giants There's had three of them? in the box. The Giants, the box. remember the Giants had three. They're, they're affectionately yeah. referred to as our Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire. Jacobs, yeah. Ward, and um, uh, I, uh, God, I wish I uh, Bradshaw. Ward, Bradshaw, and, and Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. Yes, sir. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Isn't that just, isn't that a great name? And I mean, look, the Cowboys are, are doing really, really good. And the reason why I even watch them is because I, I, slowly i might yeah it's one of the dak prescott makes me want to put a star on my hat on on, on my hat he look say whatever you want about the cowboys but before josh allen came i wanted dak prescott to play for the buffalo bills okay any any team right now that doesn't have a quarterback the jets you know the panthers would love to have any team with the patriots bill belichick would love to have him um so Definitely, it's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy because he's he's he who wants to be a bad mechanic in this room full of Ferraris. So, <laughs> uh, okay, before we move on to mixed martial arts, I wanted to talk about Tampa Bay. Um, nah, actually, I'll do that at the end. That'll be my shout out. I really All like right. I really like what Tom Brady and the Bucks organization did for that fanboy. Let's talk about that later because um, that deserves its own subject matter. Um, all right, we that's the end of the pick six. Sean Ladig last week, my man, our cage, our raging Cajun. Decided to take the challenge to beat the host, and the real losers are the fans who watched us pick last week. All three of us finished three and three. They're just, you know, I mean, but come on, who expected the Bengals to win? I mean, I mean, yeah, there's By that a, much, yeah, pleasantly surprised. That was a blowout. Pleasantly surprised, right? Yeah, we that absolutely. Yeah. I like that. You know, it's good. Yeah, man, yeah. Burrow's our guy, man. We've been Burrow guys from the beginning, right? Since his oh, rookie absolutely. year. So guess what? You know, we were there. We, we were there before he blew this up. Um, all right. So th- we have UFC 67, uh, 267 coming up. And like we said this before our, the podcast, this card is savage from top to bottom. I mean, and, and between now and November, I feel like I'm going to be ingratiated in the world of mixed martial arts, particularly the UFC, but also Bellator. Fedor is fighting. And, you know, you got some some exciting matches coming up on Showtime as well. So I'm a, I'm a purist like that. So but before we get to UFC 67, we got some laundry to clean up. Let's talk about last week, which is the main event top heavy it was uh costa versus vittori uh costa is like the number two ranked guy vittori is like number five both of them have something in common they both had a shot at israel Azan- israel adesanya and the, and the, what they also have in common is adesanya beat, beat both their asses in fact you know i i, I mean costa basically got pantsed <laughs> okay um and vittori just got really dominated for five rounds which is which is a testament to his chin which, which something else you and i were talking about so rob the question um, and this might be a both thing too. Disappointed in Costa? If you had to pick one, are you more disappointed in Costa's performance, uh, um, Paolo Costa, or are you impressed with Vittori? 
Well, if I have to pick one, because for me, it's disappointment in both. Yeah, it's, um, it's a little, it's always you know, a little. Honestly, bit. because it was, well, and this fight particularly, because there was not a lot of skillful moving. It seemed like they were both fighting at 205 when they were training for 185. <laughs> they were both tired. They were both kind of, you know, lagging in the latter rounds. Not a lot of, you know, heat on the heat on their punches. And then when they did have heat on their punches, it was very telegraphed. You know, it was like a it was a very boring low level fight. And that's why I have to agree with almost Israel Adesanya, who reacted to the fight saying, well, what the heck did we just watch? Because that was a heavyweight fight without the heavyweight power. Yeah, you know, there's just two people trying to swing at each other and kick each other, nothing happening. So, uh, honestly, it's it, it that that's really surprising to me. They're both number two and number five because maybe that division's a little little thin. But man, I don't think either one of them are even remotely even close to the level of Adesanya. You know, they're both going to get clowned again, um, and they're going to take some some dips in the ranking. Even if if Costa's even allowed back in the 185 after the performance they just pulled. Um, yeah. Dana White said he's not going to allow him back in the 185. So we're going to see about that. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, did you see him at the weigh-in at 205? <laughs> where where, where, where the F does he lose this in the, the weight in the first place? Where the hell is he cut in the first place? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. And yeah, and I'm not trying to say you need definition or whatnot, mm-hmm. but when you start to cut over time, you know, you start to have, you know, definition to you. Mm-hmm. He was roly poly Yeah. <laughs> so that's where people were saying it's not even about that he's he's a he's out of shape, but he's breathing heavy in the first round, you know, first to fourth round, fifth round, you know, everybody's breathing heavy, but he's breathing heavy, you know, his jaws down to his to his chest. And you have uh you know, when he's kicking super telegraph. It was just a it was not a great performance by if I have to choose by Costa. Um, and I was even less impressed with the Tory because he didn't finish him. <laughs> he had him in tough situations. You know, there wasn't really much level changing. That was just let me bowl forward, and he did nothing with that. He didn't execute. He really didn't put Costa in any type of trouble. Um, yeah, really boring fight. Unfortunately, I actually I'm the other way around. I didn't find the fight boring because they did they were hitting each other with some hard shots that backed each other up in this and that. And somewhere in the end, there was a little bit of a staring contest. But and the reason why it all's well it ends well as far as boring is concerned is because the the fifth round it's like you you both had a chance to just get in and 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 show the judges who won it and this and that. But I thought Vittorio thought he was ahead in the scorecards. Wanted to play it safe. He has a title in his mind. He's got a tit- maybe a, a future title and 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 on the horizon. Which Adesanya might just be like say bye to both of them, you know. But if I had to pick one, like you said, the truth is in the middle. As to the question of which side of the middle is the truth on this one, I would say Paulo Costa. First of all, this guy had all this time to prepare for this. Okay, he he's he reports that he's not going to come in and make 185. So then they send, they do another contract. They're like, guys, hey, let's make it 195. And a day and a half before the actual wins, I'll, I get a better idea. Let's just make it 205. So this is a guy who, in my opinion, I don't know if he's injured during his training camp, but it didn't really look like he had intention of cutting weight to begin with. All right. Um, and it's very, very unprofessional. It's one of the things that pisses me off more than anything else, because in the big scheme of things, no matter how much time you spend training outside or inside that sport, you really have two jobs. One is to make weight. And the other ones that show up the next day. Those, those are your, those are your two objectives. Uh, if those two things don't happen, the fight's not off. And you and I, we talked about this last week and possibly the week before. There's two reasons why I don't like it. One, 
if you look at the win-loss record of the last 25 fights, and I did I did a little research, and I'm I'm, I'm tight on the numbers, uh, not that tight on the numbers, but my numbers say the last 25 fights, the person that missed the weight won 21 of those 25 fights. So they they lose a percentage of their purse, but they get to move up in the rankings, and and they and they frog leap that person because the only thing anyone remembers in this cold world, Rob, is did you win or did you not win? You know, like Romero Romero knocked out Rockhold. They don't they don't remember Romero missed weight. They just remember Rockhold getting starched and Romero like kissing him, saying it's okay. You know, and Rockhold's just like don't talk to me. You know, but. Yeah, very, very big disappointment. And the other, here's the second reason. And this one, I'll give you the floor back. I don't like that it's up to the fighter to decide to take this fight or not. I don't, because fighters in this testosterone-filled uh, combat sport, they think the whole notion of them not taking the fight and someone thinking that they're a wuss for not taking the fight. Oh, he's a chicken. He didn't want to take the fight. You shouldn't, you shouldn't leave that into the fighter, into the fighter's hands. The fighter's always going to say yes. And the last person that said no, Leslie Smith got cut by the UFC. So, so it sends a bad message. I think, I think the athletic commission should be like, no fights off. You can't make weight. If they take over, the, and we both know the athletic commission has no problem being, playing the bad guy in various situations. And this should be no different. I just don't I don't think it's going to be beneficial to the fighters if you let's say the main card or one of the two three main fights in a card is going to be canceled because somebody doesn't make weight. Now if you cuz that just takes away from the draw from all the other fights. Now if you say if you make miss weight, you cannot win this fight. You will have if you win this fight, it's a no contest. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, if you lose the fight, it's a loss, but you're putting all the risk involved in the fight as opposed to let's just make it about money. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, those person's family have to eat too. You know what yeah. I mean? That that person makes a crap decision for their family, but that shouldn't mean their fam that fa his family should pay necessarily. Because they what, have to but, go through all this. But stuff. what about the family of the person that did make weight? That's That percentages, percentages say that they're going to lose that fight. Sure, but again you're not going to get hurt in your rankings if it doesn't actually hurt this. Right. And this is why I'm like, they do that for the championship fights already. So why aren't they yeah. doing it for any, for all the other fights? Mm. You know, I think it's just a, a lack of updating the rules, you know, honestly, it's mm. just, all right, well, don't, we're just going to keep going until somebody says something. Don't you think forfeiting the purse also hurts someone's family too? I mean, as, as far as punishments are, are concerned, forfeiting 30%. Right. You know, so at least you're getting something. That's what I'm saying is those okay. families have to at least get paid back what they've put right. in to get there. You and, know, whether and, or not the they, coaches, they're going to make yeah. the fight or whatnot, you know, because yeah. it's four months, three months worth of preparation for a fight. And now just because of that mistake, and it is a mistake, you know, whether you subconsciously do it or not, that person still has to go through that work, you know, paying the gyms, paying the people, putting your, put, putting food on the plate. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff, you know, so. How do you feel about same, how do you feel about same day weigh-ins so people stop cutting down? Same day weigh-ins? What do you mean by that? Instead of weigh-ins twenty four hours before the match, do you do you think same day weigh-ins would 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 help people uh, maybe to, maybe deter good. people from from doing this sauna shit? I mean, wrestlers are going to do it anyway. The problem is wrestlers they're going to do it anyway because in wrestling in college wrestling they're, they're same day weigh-ins anyway and they but cut the because water. they're conditioned to do that right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, should they? I don't, that's a big change. And I think that would actually hurt a lot of health of a lot of players at the mm -hmm. moment. I think what they should do is 
they should maybe have more strategic like if you don't if you're not down to a certain weight a certain weeks before the fight it's going to be unhealthy for you to cut a certain amount of weight in that right. time period yeah you know and if you have certain people that have the exemptions i'll take that risk okay sure go ahead but i think there should be a weigh-in maybe a week before the fight to see a check-in a medical check-in and a, and a weigh-in a week before the fight two weeks before the fight right and then leading up because that's how you you know invest in the product to make sure it comes out you know no it makes that's complete. that's what i would think no, it makes complete sense i'm i'm down totally down with that so all right with that being said before we get to um to shame or not to shame let's go through our pick six uh we're gonna do the six uh main card fights for ufc 267 let's go light heavyweight let's start from bottom to top we got mag okay. magomed um um sorry ankalev against vulcan ozdemir that's a good one. Oh my god magomed is a savage i'll go first yes, on this is. one mm -hmm. vulcan hits hard but magomed is a more complete fighter and i think um, for a lot of people that did not get to see this young man fight, I think he's also a Dagestani fighter. Um, look out for this guy. Pick him. Yeah, I mean, I know Ozdemir, man, but I think everybody, they know how to game plan for him. You know, mm -hmm. take on that first 10, 15, 20 seconds of just absolute craziness that he brings to you uh, each round. And then after that, he's, like you said, his overall uh, martial art ability is going to break down, whether it's getting to the ground, whether it's just playing, uh, you know, being close and, and, and uh, keeping the distance. But I definitely go with Ankalev here. Great. We got, hey, we got a welterweight bout. This is really, really good. This guy, that guy, Lee, isn't, isn't Lee awesome? Yo, isn't Lee, isn't Kamza? Yo, this is, this is going to be real. This is gonna be real. That's what I'm saying. This is the who's fifth, the winner, the man? Fifth fight on the card. Yes, who's the, the who's the winner here besides the fans, dude? Um, you got to go first. This is yours. You got to go first. I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that Cosmet is gonna get absolutely starched, mm -hmm. but I will never bet against the rest of. So I'm gonna have to go with Cosmet on this one, and then I'll Me eat too. my words if 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 Lee Me pieces too. him up. Me too. You got Magomed Mag for the first one too, you said? Yeah. All right. Let's go to match four. Alexander Volkov, Marcin Tabora. Marcin Tabora is, man, he's got a strong chin and he's um, he's a more complete fighter than Alexander Volkov, but there's something to, to be said about having that Drago-type range when you're fighting Rocky. Uh, you know, I mean, only in the movie will Rocky win that match. In real life, Drago wins that match and I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm giving um, Alexander Volkov the nod on this one. Stealing all my picks. You know, I don't yeah. know if I can convince myself away from that, you know? Don't he's get honey too, dick because I went the other yeah. way. Come on, Rob. <laughs> he's just, uh, I think Volkov is just too solid, you know, all around. Yeah. I don't think he's going to allow Tabura to take him down very easily. He's too big and long. He's just a very awkward fighter. Um, so I'm going to have to probably go with Volkov on this one. Yeah. I, I certainly do not blame you, my man. Um, let's go to the countdown is three. Talk talk about guys who take fights, man. Dan Hooker is a stud, man. Hooker, you want to talk about the lineup of fighters Hooker's had like the last year, two years? This man's um, lineup of fighters only equals Rafael Dos Anjos, okay? And boy, does he have another big one here. You got to go Islam Makachev against Dan Hooker. You go first, Rob. Not Dan Hooker. No. <laughs> 
No. Makachev is someone. The guy, very much like Khabib, has been um, trying to get fights. And the rumorville says he's having a hard time getting fights because a lot of people don't want to fight him. He, he's, he's, he's very much like Khabib Nurmagomedov, except I th- uh, his hands. Like Khabib's hands were good at the end. You know, he started working mm-hmm. on his hands more at the end. This guy's hands are good now. He's, he's in more ways, he's more complete than Khabib, though I think Khabib is stronger and Khabib's the GOAT. Um, but I got Yeah, go, I was um, like, what you just said? <laughs> yeah. No, Khabib, I had to I had to repair that. I had to rinse yeah, and repair. Yeah, he did. Yeah, rinse and repair that. Um, but his hands are actually better than Khabib, but no one's saying he's Khabib. I mean, no. You just, no, you cannot talk about Khabib if, you cannot, if you're not going to bring up wrestling first because right. it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Even that guy, Islam, is going to be thinking about Khabib taking him down. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to get peace in the face. That's the whole yep. point of that is the whole point. <laughs> but don't you yeah. see, like this match with Dan Hooker? This is this we're picking him as if it's Khabib, <laughs> right? The same things Khabib no, would do to, to mean, Dan to win this match is is the same thing Islam Makachev's going to do. I think that Dan Hooker is just out of his league. You know, I don't think, right. I think it's a terrible matchup. I mm-hmm. haven't seen anything from Hooker recently to, to show that he's going to keep people off of him. Right. You know, like it's just uh, it's just a really bad matchup. I think he's making a, a very bad, impulsive decision to take this fight as fast as he can mm-hmm. to get that Chandler out of his mind, and he's about to get Islam in his mind. Yeah. So. Yep. Good luck to him. Yeah. Good luck. But we're but we got a job. <laughs> we got a job to do, and I think we're both picking the right person. Here's no the right. I feel like Lee and Cosma should probably be above that fight, though. Yep. Hey, here's where I think the rubber meets the road. This is another good match. It's Corey Sanhagen against Peter Yan. I go first on no, this, this one, Rob. I hate to, uh, you know I love me some Corey Sanhagen. I'm just gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the BS and I'm just gonna pick him. Who you got? You're like shishing. Uh, <laughs> Rob said shishing. Or oh, don't tell uh, me you're picking the same one. No, I mean. Peter Yan is very clean, man. He's very clean. Yeah. Um, but I'd have to say, if Corey Sanhagen can take the same approach that Algermain Sterling took, which is be first, don't let him unload on you. Be first, even if it's a little, just a little tap. Just be first, and he'll. And and Peter Yan is a boxer. He he really does boxing things where he curls up, he creates this little shell, and he can get pieced up like that. So if Sanhagen can, you know create that distance and, and just be first each time. I really believe he has a chance. Um, Who do you got? But I'm going to probably go with Peter Young. Yeah. 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 Haven't seen that game out of, out of San Hagen. The, the real winner is me because I want to see both of these guys fight Aljamain Sterling again. Sterling's beaten True. both of them. One, one, albeit via disqualification. Um, and San Hagen got finished early, but I, I just think he got caught in the takedown and before he could even look. You know, Mr. Spiderlegs was like, you know, it's like I got both of his arms. Why is there a third arm coming around my neck? Where's his third arm come from? That's how good Jermaine was on the ground, man. Big up to Matt, Matt, Sarah, Longo, BJJ. Uh, main event, um, Jan Blachowicz, the champion. Coming off recently, I believe he beat Israel Adesanya in a super fight. Is facing the vet, the... Um, the journeyman turned into title contender all over again, Glover Teixeira. Um, Rob, you got to go first. Oof, man. I really hope for a good fight, but mm. it looks like this main car is a little bit more bottom-heavy than top-heavy, to be completely honest, because right. I think that Jan is going to absolutely truck through this guy unless you know Glover brings out some stuff that you know Jan hasn't seen yet. Um, yeah, but I, I just, yeah, I, I was surprised that 
Jan was able to stay on his feet with Izzy as much as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, he's a powerful dude. He's going to hit really hard and he's quick and fast. He kicks hard. He can take you down. I, I do not want to fight against Jan Blachowicz. So yeah. uh, I'm going to have to say that Glover is in trouble. I think Glover's in trouble in the sense that Jan is not one of their, listen, there are fighters who actually, they're good in the beginning of their career and they're great their entire career. Like you bring your attention to Daniel Cormier, there's Demetrius Johnson, there's John Jones. And these are the people who are in the GOAT conversations, George Rush St. Pierre. But then there are guys who kind of like, they lose a couple of fights, but then they figure it out and then they're just this unstoppable beast, man. Someone's O had to go with it or else Adesanya, that was his O. And um, that was not an easy fight, even though, Adesanya was too light to fight and too thin to win in 205. And with with that being said, this is one of those fights you don't want to pick. This is one of the fights where like people come back at us and be like, why can't you just watch a good fight? Why do you have to pick a winner here? And I, God, if there's ever an argument to support that, it's it's these two guys because we, we authentically cheer for them. Who doesn't cheer for Glover Teixeira, man? He's such a cool dude. He's such a nice guy. Such a good ambassador for the sport uh, and, and such a great, his, he's, he's slick on the ground. So if Jan takes him down, I'm not I'm not a p- completely sold. I mean, he might, he might get grounded and pounded, but he, he needs to watch himself because Glover doesn't have a lot of dexterity but he's got slick submissions but i think i sold that as much as i could i'm going young blakovich <laughs> as i'm saying though if he puts put, out something put you, you through all that shit before, you know frank yeah. mir did it for a long time he just would roll around the ground get these guys out in like two two rounds he'd be like i'm not yeah. getting hit <laughs> honestly yeah. like who do, who thought frank would submit like nogera i i mean they fought he fought him twice first time he ko'd him you know, and you knew Frank had a, had a mean left hand, and the girl got hit a lot, mm-hmm. so that wasn't a total surprise. But how you submit that guy? Crazy. Well, not submit him. He, he, he never tapped. He just. Do you remember that one? It was like armbar, and, mm. and the referee saw the, saw the the like no the more, clean no pop. I just I went oh oh god oh ooh man ah jeez. So all right, so that closes the door in MMA, and now our favorite section. Well. My personal favorite section, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you, or we bring you, to shame. Or not to shame. 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 Okay, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's stop my clock and let's see if I can actually get this right. Oh, I got it right, Bobby. Rob, all right, to shame or not to shame, okay? The Bears made a decision to start Justin Fields for the rest of the season, and he's gotten a lot of blowback, or the Bears have gotten a lot of blowback, particularly Matt Nagy, about starting this guy, what people say, too early. So is the shame on the Bears for starting this guy too early, or is the shame on the media? Um, no, to shame or not to shame. Is it, is it on the Bears for starting this guy too early? Or for supposedly starting him too early. Go. Yeah, I mean, uh, what is the options here? You know, if you draft a quarterback, number one, or, you know, in the first round Mm -hmm. for your team, he's going to be your future, you know. Um, Their number one guy got hurt. Uh, This has happened in history with Tom Brady. This has happened with uh, Steve Young. This has happened when your number one guy goes down, your young gun comes in and plays. That's just what it is. Now, if Andy Dalton comes back, they should have a comp- uh, a competition. But you know, nailing, uh, putting him down for the beginning of the season, or not saying that at the beginning of the season, and then putting him in just because of injury and because he played well once, maybe twice, he gets the starting job, the starting nod. 
I just don't think it's the right move. But if there's no other quarterbacks at that skill level, what are you going to do? You know, the, uh, the other really problem I think is, is that the offensive line is horrible. You know, it's absolutely trash. Uh, but yet they still don't use his skills, his skill set to play that position the right way. You know, run a little bit more read options, run a little bit more with him, you know, get him out of the pocket a little bit mm. and he'll have some more success. But then, uh, yeah, so I, I don't think that they're using him correctly. I don't think they're prepared for it. Uh, so then I would say it was a bad idea because he can only get hurt at this point or lose experience. So sure. shame. So me, I got to go with no shame, and I'll tell you why. In the history of this game, it's not the first time that you you have a quarterback that that has to that has taken his lumps the entire first year. I bring your attention to Troy Aikman, the Dallas Cowboys. I think they were like one in fifteen. Uh, Peyton Manning was like three and thirteen. He was a guy that played every single snap. And these are guys you're worried about protecting them, and at the same time, you want to make sure that that's your guy. Um, enter Justin Fields. Justin Fields was drafted, I believe, fifth or sixth overall by the Chicago Bears, and you don't draft someone that high and then and then try to protect him you need to know if that's your guy because the draft is coming up next year and you need to know if it's going to be another guy Andy Dalton uh was good enough to actually in a pre you know give me the I guess set a criteria and example in the beginning of the season for him, but now it's his time and it's time to take his lumps. And and at some point he's going to take his lumps. At some some years, even when he's more experienced, he's going to have to have an offensive line that's that's not going to be able to protect him the same way some years he can. And he needs to to learn that now. And I and I'm glad he's learning that now. It's ridiculous um, that people are, are are you know like uh, hurts. You know, started the end of the season, and this guy started another quarterback because they were protecting Hurts. That's just ridiculous. So I, I got to go no shame on that one, um, and that's cool. You got one shame, you got one no shame on that. All right, I like that. Yeah. So Rob, next next topic, <laughs> uh, we are going to quick question, quick question. There it is, Rob. Quick question: Will Kansas City Chiefs make the playoffs? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. I say no. Quick question. Will the Patriots make the playoffs? Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I say no. <laughs> Rob's like, Jay there's, Jay, there's seven teams. <laughs> they allow seven teams now, Jay. <laughs> what up? Um Wild Cards a wild cards player. Uh <laughs> quick question. Which offense is more dangerous? The Cowboys offense or the Bucks? I stole that At from I stole moment? that from first take. At the moment, um, I honestly believe that it's the Bucks, and the reason why is because mm-hmm. their offensive line is mm-hmm. unbelievably strong. Yeah. So you don't get any pressure on Tom Brady, and you have a really strong running game, really good tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even have all the players there, so I'm gonna have to go with Tom Brady and the and the, and the Bucks. I'll go with the Bucks. I mean, you have you have a. a, a huge depth on the wide receiving core and the tight end position. They're tight end. They're three deep on the tight end position. Three. Uh, um, you got Antonio Brown who re- revitalized his career. Godwin's uh, having fun out there. Evans wanted some more touches and, and now you're giving him more touches. He's scoring more touchdowns. You have the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. It's the Bucks. Um, with, with respect to I mean, the it, actually it is close. Yeah. It is close, but yeah. Cowboy and some stats actually um, rank higher. Um, it's the only reason why I even presented this. In fact, I, I got a little camera shot. Um, this is where they rank right now in some important categories, points per game, yards per game. So they're, they're, they're like top five in those categories, but no, that's um, what I'm saying. It, yeah. It's, it's close, mm-hmm. but I, what I would, would I, if I were to break it down for statistically for the, you know, ESPN or whatever, I would yep. go back and look at when those points are put up. Cause mm-hmm. for me, 
the Cowboys love to put up points when they're behind, when they need to put up big points, or when they're way ahead, you know, but the mm-hmm. Bucks do it when it matters, right? right? Another team scores, they come back, score right away, mm-hmm. right? First drive of the game, they come out, score right away. First drive in the second half, they come out, score right away. You know, those to me mean more as an offense, your efficiency, your ability to execute when you want to execute, as opposed to, oh, you know, why – Wide receivers wide open again. Hit them, you know. Yeah, it happens. What happens when the playoffs comes and no one's wide open? So, no, I like that. You know, that's a difference. Make but make ours bucks, and I like that. Me and you on the same one. Um, Quick question: Do you like Joe Burrow more than Lamar Jackson finishing out the rest of the season? Yes. Yeah, that's a quick yes. That's a quick question. That's a quick yes on both of our parts. Um, Quick question: Um, This is. Might be a loaded question, but it might be short. Is Mahomes more responsible for Casey's woes or Andy Reid? Oh my gosh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I gotta go Mahomes. Because they're the first one to give him credit. You know, I mean, look, he 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 doesn't have Aaron Rodgers' immunity, right? Aaron Rodgers, we talk no. about his greatness until he loses, and it's someone else's fault. I don't like that. You know, and I, be I, honest. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is just the great he's he's like the next coming of Dan Marino. Yeah. Like the greatest regular season quarterback. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Except he's got a chip. <laughs> oh no, he's got a chip yeah. for sure. But, Poor you know, Marino. Oh, I wish. Gotta, don't you wish Marino had one? You know, wouldn't it be nice if he just had one? He's a better quarterback than Manning and a lot of those. Would you guys. rather have a perfect season or would you rather have a Super Bowl? Uh, just ask. Oh, coming from a Giants fan. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you, I mean they. You, you, they you make said, that pick twice. <laughs> they, they said that they yeah. wanted a, a. They would rather have a Super Bowl that yeah. season than a, than a perfect season. Yeah, of course. Which is trash. Which is trash. I, I, I disagree with that a thousand percent. There's been two teams in the entire NFL history who've been only <laughs> one. Like come only on. one. I, mean, I thought and, it was and, the Bears. The, I thought the Bears did as well. No, in the Super Bowl era, it's it's only been the Miami Dolphins. I, I, the Bears, I, I think so, the Bears and the Browns, I think had an undefeated one before the Super Bowl era. But um, um, yeah, Dolphins, just Dolphins so far. They they pop open the champagne when the last team loses, like if Thursday. If if um, Arizona the loses, yeah. they, they have a champagne party. The all of the guys who are still alive. Um, all right, quick question, Ja, who do you like better for uh, a Ja or or Lamelo? <laughs> Ooh, um. I'm going to go with Ja. For real, man. God, I, love, for real. I like LaMelo, you know, but again, he seems like he's playing out there on an island. Yeah. You know, for as skillful as he is, he doesn't involve, you know, as much points he put up, he doesn't involve players. Ja literally plays the point guard position yep. and they force him to play off ball. No, you know what I mean? No so it's just, no I think he's more of a, a, a real, together, mature basketball player. Got you it. Know? I go Ja on that one too. All right, uh, quick question. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now? Give me one. Tom. Tommy. Yeah, I go um, Tom Brady. Um, quick question. Who is the best um, NBA big man right now? Mm-hmm. The current one. Uh, I'll, go, uh, I'll go first. I'll go Greek Freak. Yeah, go ahead. All right, yeah. I'll go Joel. Joel and me. Yep. Cool. Durant should be mentioned in there too, even though that's not his position. It's hard. But, yeah, yeah right? he's playing the um, horse, but question, quick question. Who's the best current um, major league baseball player? I'll go first. I'm biased. I'm a prisoner of the moment. I gotta go judge. He changes the room oh temperature. Oh my every, gosh. Every game Stop he, that. every every game that guy Stop goes to, that. you pay attention to him. 
Oh my gosh, no! I'm a New York Yankee fan, and you just you just tripping, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna have to then say Shohei Otani. Okay, <laughs> you know the mm-hmm. Cy Young slash 45 home runs in the year, or Mike Trout, who was injured this season, or Fernando Tatis, who's an unbelievable young player. Yeah, definitely not Aaron Judge. <laughs> Sorry. A uh, qu- quick question: Who is the current? Who do you think is the current pound for pound um, MMA fighter? The top mm. current, the current, not the goat, not the greatest of all time. Um, I'll go first. I'll go Amanda Nunez. The whole time we're looking for the best man for the job, and in this in this case, the best man's a woman. Touche. Look at her lineup of fighters, man. Two two division ah. champs, and and no one's only only Shevchenko's come close. I mean. It's so unfair to say heavyweight being pound for pound because who the heck is going to, you know. Who do you got? I mean, Nagano's right there. Baddest man on the planet. Okay. Dangerous that last. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a man that big move that fast against, uh, what's what's his name? Um, yeah. No, I can't remember. Stipe. Yep. Yeah. I was like, that. that's scary, man. What's scary, scary is that Stipe tagged him. And then when Stipe, Stipe thought he had him hurt, and when he came in, he got – you know, he got, he got, he it, it literally looked like a light heavyweight fight in a heavyweight. Yeah. That's what it looked like. That like, dude definitely Oh, you going to touch down. me? I'm going to You know, he cuts you, down. You're going to go down. He cuts of down. Of course. Oh my of course. God. Y'all. Ah, of course. Scary. 252 right now. I mean, look, if I'm talking about the baddest man on the planet, I would say um, Francis Ngannou. But if, I, if I'm looking for pound for pound best, uh, Amanda Nunez, just very much like Bakovic, you know, she had some losses and some loss. Some of her wins look like a loss, but she somewhere in the middle, she figured it out. Now she's this unstoppable force, man. And if you look at her lineup of fighters, man, oh my God, you know, I mean, and Gano had already lost to Stipe and he had already lost to Derek Lewis in a match where the fans lost. Um, and he's not, he doesn't seem like the guy wants to fight for unless, unless it's for more money, but but that's a whole other topic. But I, I like whole Amanda. Other topic. But I like Amanda Nunez because I think a lot of people ignore her in that guilt conversation because she's a woman. Totally. You know? Um, totally. All right. So before we go, we, we're actually going to cut this under an hour. I love it. Before we go, big shout out to Tom Brady, big shout out to Mike Evans, big shout out to the the staff that works on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, t- Tom Brady had a 600 touchdown and Mike Evans gave it to one of the fans because he didn't realize the, the count and they negotiated the ball back from the fans. And in exchange, he got a shitload of merchandise. He got autographed jer- jerseys by, by Mike Evans and Tom Brady. And he also got season tickets for two people for the rest of the year and all of 2022. So I look, Tom Brady said, look, we'd like the ball and we'll make it worth your while. And sometimes you say that sometimes you, you just give someone like a free drink card or hey, an extra hot dog or extra toy with your your happy meal or something. No, these dudes went buck wild, you know, and they went so buck wild. It made me question because you know, Tom Brady's not into those accolades thing. And this is the one time he actually wanted something. So you, you got to give the guy what he wants. So, oh, he's the only yeah. person in NFL yeah. history with 600. I mean, that's again, yeah. that's it. Perfect season. 600. Yeah. yeah. Only a couple. And that's my shout-out. It's my shout-out to the end. We did a celebrity shout-out instead of a local boy shout-out. But, you know, my boyfriend's back bigger than before. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to our general general population and our followers who have been supporting this podcast? 15,000 strong. Happy. Stay happy, stay healthy, y'all. Stay happy, stay, stay healthy, says Rob McLean. Rob McLean might love you guys, but me, 
ah, I'm just not in the mood. I, I don't like you guys. In fact, I can't stand you. In fact, we're out of here, all right? So for all of you at home, for all of you on the lunch line at Starbucks, for all of you on your iPad, Droid, or desktop, from my boy Rob, keep it. McLean, McLean. This is episode 75 of Sports Debate Tuesday. I am Jason DeBeas, and we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.